Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Rams Up, your Los Angeles Rams podcast. We're a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover just about any SoCal sports team, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, everybody. Mark from Rams Up here. And it's Niner week again already, for better or worse. We're going to have a preview of that game coming up here. Get through some Ram notes and some NFL news first. Got some information on that Rams final trade offer for McCaffrey. This has been all over the news. Y'all probably heard this already. A 2023rd second and third round pick, a 2024 fourth and fifth round pick. And they were going to throw in Cam Akers too. And a couple of writers chimed in on this. I like to maul on the media, but I think these two guys got it right. The Panthers got more than they deserved, in Peter King's opinion. The only reason this would have made sense for the Rams is if they just wanted to keep McCaffrey away from the Niners. And you can't let the state of arrival determine what trade you're going to make, what your future plans are. That was Peter King's input, and I agree with it. Jim Trotter of NFL.com criticized the trade from a 49ers perspective, and this is what he said. If you were to rank the areas of concern for the Niners, the list would likely gone something like this. Cornerback, interior defensive line, interior offensive line, 
running back would have been somewhere behind better weather. And I think Trotter is right. So the 49ers may have reached here. Hey, any team in the league would love to have Christian McCaffrey, but at what cost? And are you ignoring more pressing needs? Some Rams news. Apparently they're making a run at a Brandon Cooks trade. I find that a little puzzling. Is this because of concerns about Allen Robinson and his production? Van Jefferson's coming back. He would be the closest thing we have to a vertical threat at this point, since Tutu Atwell's rarely on the field. Hey, I'd welcome Brandon Cooks back. Not sure it makes complete sense here, but hey, the Rams make these moves every year, and they usually work out. And finally, some good injury news. Troy Hill, Trevin Howard, Kobe Durant, all back practicing. Brian Allen and Van Jefferson were limited on Wednesday, but Sean McVay expects them to contribute on Sunday. A pretty clear indication that McVay thinks Allen is going to play. The Rams waved at Jeremiah Colone. And this is a guy that just got a game ball last time out against the Panthers. Suspect he'll end up back on the Rams practice squad if he hasn't already. He has to clear waivers. One less guy whose name I struggle to pronounce. Daryl Henderson was out with an illness. Kyron Williams entering that 21-day return window. He won't play against the Niners, but but my guess is he will be back for the Tampa game. And Quentin Lake, Carnell Lake's son, put on the pup list at the start of training camp. He has returned to practice, so we could see him add it to the roster here pretty quick. And the guys we have no news on, Daniel Hardy, Jordan Fuller, David Edwards, Coleman Shelton. Hoping a couple of these guys get back quickly, but don't have a warm fuzzy on that. And Aaron Donald doing the right thing, terminating his marketing arrangement with the guy that used to be called Kanye West. At this point, I don't think any high-profile athlete has a choice but to back away from that guy. Some NFL news real quick. Brees Hall is indeed out for the year. The Jets traded for James Robinson. I think I mentioned this the last pod. And the Eagles pick up Robert Quinn. Kind of reminds me of the Von Miller pickup. Maybe not as big a splash as that, but Robert Quinn, a good addition for a team that's starting to think, hey, maybe we are Super Bowl bound. Let's add a really good edge rusher. You know, I was going to do power rankings. I started to do power rankings and I got through like the fourth team and I was like, what a waste of time this is. There's about 10 or 15 teams that are just a mess. You can just throw them up and see where their names land. And that's your order, 6 through 15 or so. I I just didn't want to waste my time with it. It's a crapshoot. I did figure out my top four, the Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, and Cowboys, and even the Cowboys. I, I have a hard time believing they're really going to end up being the fourth best team in the league, but they've earned it so far. Giants would probably be the next team up. But I'm not going to get into power rankings beyond that. Rams would probably be somewhere around 10 or 11, I think. That's all I'm going to say about that. Now, I've been telling you every week which teams' seasons are over. And I already had the Commanders, Texans, and Panthers on that list. And maybe I was a little hasty with the Commanders and Panthers. But no going back. Can't unring the bell. Those three, their seasons are over. And I'm adding... My second favorite team, the Detroit Lions, their season is over. Thank you for participating, Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, 
and the Detroit Lions. On the brink, you know, I thought the Bears were going to fall to the Patriots for sure, and I was going to throw them in here. But they won, but they're still on the brink, as are the Denver Broncos. You know, the Bears, if it weren't for that muffed punt against the Commanders, they'd be sitting really pretty right now. But, man, costly muffed punt. Haven't said a word about the World Series. It's the Astros and the Phillies. That should be fun. Bryce Harper, the guy is a beast. I was really hoping to see you, Darvish, face off against the Astros, one of the guys that was victimized the most by their cheating scandal. I would have loved to see you, Darvish, mow a few of those Astros down, but we were denied by the Phillies and Bryce Harper. I'll be pulling for the Phillies in this one, but I have a feeling the Astros are going to come away with this. We'll be back in a minute with our 49er Rams preview. Second time this year we've done it. We'll get into that in a second. Your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high and the tension is higher. He kicks and you watch as the ball lands. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. And check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. And if you're looking for a Week 8 same-game parlay, let's look at that Dolphins at Lions game in Detroit. Tua should be playing. Dolphins are going to try to keep him in the pocket, move the ball through the air against a suspect Lions defense. And I think Goff is going to have a productive day against this Dolphins pass defense as well. So this is my same game parlay for week eight. Take the over on the passing yardage for both Tua and Goff and take the over on the score. This game could get out of hand, could be very high scoring. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's take a look at this matchup between the Rams and 49ers at SoFi Stadium. Is this the best rivalry in the NFL? I think it is. Seems like we just did this, and in fact, we actually did just a few weeks ago. The series record is now 76-68 to with three ties in favor of the 49ers. Last time they played that week four game, pretty ugly from a Rams perspective. Niners 24-9. Memorable games, man, there are so many, but still going back to that NFC Championship game last year. Won't forget that one for a long time. Aaron Donald with the pressure, Trevin Howard with the interception sealing that game, and the Rams' trip to the Super Bowl. But there have been a lot of really memorable games. That one is just so fresh in our memory. Got to go with that one. Head coach Kyle Shanahan, sixth year. His record is now 46-48. and 48. That's including playoffs. Key players 
Christian McCaffrey, the newly acquired running back, saw some action against the Chiefs, did pretty well. Debo Samuel, who always seems to have one big play every Ram game. Their quarterback, Jimmy G, still getting a lot of flack from 49er faithful. Not happy with him, and he may be the one thing holding this team back a little bit. Tight end George Kittle, one of the best in the business, as is tackle Trent Williams. On the defensive side, Fred Warner, Nick Boza, Jimmy Ward, and Eric Armstead, to name a few. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of these guys when we do our injury update for this game in the following segment. 49ers struggling with injuries as much as the Rams are. The difference being the Rams coming off a bye are getting are getting at least three starters back, but we'll talk about that more in a minute. Niners' notable draft picks, Drake Jackson, the edge rusher out of USC. He looks like a keeper, playing very well. Running back Tyreon Davis-Price out of LSU. A little buried on the depth chart with the acquisition of McCaffrey, but he'll get some touches. Ram connections, how about Samson, Ebukan, and he's been playing really well. I think he had three pressures last week. Looking at these team stats, nothing really stands out other than that the 49ers have the second-ranked run defense in the league as far as yards per game, and the Rams are dead last on offense when it comes to running the ball 70 yards per game. So that could be an issue for the Rams. Do they stubbornly try to establish that run game and the play action, or do they just start doubling down on the passing game, hoping they can protect Stafford? In that week four game, the 49ers doubled up on the Rams as far as rushing yards. Rams had more first downs in that game, 21 to 13, but Stafford was sacked seven times. The Rams did not get the Jimmy G at all. The 49ers were very effective in the quick passing game, getting the ball out of Jimmy's hands. That game was really characterized by three things. The Rams' inability to punch it in when they got to the red zone. The big catch and run by Debo where we couldn't get him tackled. And then the late pick six. Those were the three things that really doomed the Rams in that first matchup. Odds have been fluctuating a little bit. Niners favored by two the last time I looked. The Niners come in three and four. They won two straight against the Rams and Panthers and now have lost two straight to the Falcons and Chiefs. The Rams coming off their bye week. They won their previous game over the Panthers and that same Christian McCaffrey 24 to 10. We'll be back in a second. We'll talk about how injuries will impact this game, how guys coming back from injuries will impact this game as well. I'll share my fearsome four keys to the game and my prediction. Okay, before we get to my fearsome four keys to the game and my prediction, I wanted to give you an update on the 49er injury situation. I already talked about the Rams at the front of this episode. Now, this is going to change. I am planning on providing a update on the injury situation for both teams on the YouTube channel, maybe late Friday, because I suspect there will be some changes. But the 49er injury situation as of Wednesday does not look pretty. Kyle Jusek, we already know, has been ruled out. They're hoping to bring back Eric Armstead, but Armstead, along with Samson Ebukan, Dre Greenlaw, Juan Jennings, Debo Samuel, and Trent Williams, 
all not practicing as of Wednesday, and Jason Verrett trying to come back from another injury, he was limited. Now, I'm sure some of these guys are going to end up playing in the game, but still has to be some concerns there if you're a 49er fan, especially overlooked Dre Greenlaw. He is a key to that defense, and if he's out, that would be a big swing to the Rams' advantage, in my opinion. And Jusek, he always seems to hurt us at least once a game, doesn't he? What are my fearsome four keys to the game? Well, fearsome key number one, whatever it takes, keep Stafford clean. We can give up a sack or two. You know, Bosa's going to get his probably, but we got to keep him a lot cleaner than last time. Seven sacks. And a lot of that's on the receivers as well, getting separation, allowing Stafford to get rid of the ball quickly. But we also want to be able to throw the ball downfield, hit our running backs out of the backfield. Offensive line has to step up and keep him cleaner. Here's some key number two. And if it sounds like I'm looking back at that previous game, I absolutely am. Limit big plays by the 49ers. Jeff Wilson had a big run for a touchdown. Debo Samuel had a catch and run, broke several tackles for a touchdown. And the 49ers had a pick six for a touchdown. Now, you talk about big plays (laughs) dictating the outcome. That game was the best example you're going to find. Here's some key number three. Uh, Another thing that really held the Rams back in this last matchup was their red zone performance. I almost feel like, you know, let's not get into the red zone. Let's score from 30, 40 yards out. It seems like this 49er defense, when you're first and 10 from the 18 or first and goal from the 8, they are a tough team to score on. So we either got to score from 20 yards out, sorry, or figure it out in the red zone, and we got to figure it out fast. And for some key number four, again, going back to that previous game, we got to be better in the takeaway department. Even or maybe plus one against the Niners for once. Can we do that? Our secondary has been playing really good. Our inside linebackers have been incredible. This is the game they need to step up and instead of tipping passes and knocking away passes, let's grab it, run it back. And same with sacks. We get sacks, the ball comes loose. Seems like the other team is always covering it. It seems that way, doesn't it? Certainly against the 49ers. Absolutely against the 49ers. So a couple of big takeaways and maybe finishing plus one or two in the takeaway department. That would be big. Now, what's my prediction? My prediction, it's going to be a close game. 49ers come in banged up. The Rams come in healthy, but they really haven't been playing well on offense. Can they run the ball? Can they finish in the red zone? I think they're going to be better than they have recently. Sean McVay is going to have this team pumped, and the Rams are going to come away with a 26-23 win. And the 49ers, talk about a team being under pressure they are three and four. They just made a big trade for an electric running back, and they could fall to three and five. How devastating would that be? And how cool would it be if it was the Rams that sent them packing back to Santa Clara two games under 500? That would be sweet. We got our Rams up straight up game picks coming up in a second. And remember, check our YouTube channel in a day or two. 
for an update on injuries, and maybe there will be a trade we'll be talking about. Hey, let's get into our week eight Rams up straight up game picks. Take a look back at last week first. Pete Prisco had another bad week, six right, eight wrong. Lorenzo and Mike both nine right and five wrong, and I was one behind them, eight right and six wrong. So what are the standings now? Mike has a two-game lead on Lorenzo, a three-game lead on me, and Pete Prisco falling behind even further. He's nine behind the leader. What got me last week, I was one of two who picked the Jags to win and the only one to pick the Colts. That Colts pick especially really hurt me. And what do we got this week? This week, on the surface, at first glance, most of these games were pretty easy to pick, which means I'll probably have a horrible week. Start off with the Ravens at the Buccaneers. And I'm sorry, I have to go with the Ravens. I don't know what's going on in Tampa Bay. A short week, you never know what's going to happen. But I have to roll with the Ravens on that one. Broncos at the Jags, not sure about Russell Wilson. It's not looking good for him right now, but I don't care who plays quarterback for the Broncos. I think the Jags will win that one. They're the better team. Still trying to figure out how to win games, close games out, but I think they're going to get there eventually. Panthers at the Falcons. I know the Panthers were really impressive last week against the Bucks, but my takeaway from that is the Bucks are a lot worse than anybody ever dreamed Falcons ran into a buzzsaw against the Bengals, but they'll bounce back and get the win here. Bears at the Cowboys. You know, the Bears had 10 days to prepare for the Patriots, and the Patriots, come on now, they're really not that good. Zappi, I think he's actually a pretty average quarterback, and he showed that. I don't know what the Patriots are going to do at quarterback, actually. Probably go back to Mac Jones. I don't know. The Bears are on a short week now, traveling to Dallas, and the Cowboys will win that game. The Dolphins at the Lions, you know, I'm tempted to take the Lions. The Lions could really put up some points. I, I saw a power ranking that showed the Lions as the worst team in the league, and I think that's kind of crazy. Don't agree with that at all. But I'm not taking the Lions ever again. I told you, never again. They've burned me too many times just this year alone so I'll take the Dolphins. Cardinals at the Vikings. This is kind of a tough one. Who should we as Ram fans be rooting for? I guess the Vikings. I'm doing that math in my head and hoping the Vikings go ahead, run away with the North title, and the Cardinals a loss along the way. I guess that's what we're rooting for here. But I think the Vikings will win. Raiders at the Saints. You know, two teams up and down, hard to figure out. I'll go with the Raiders. Patriots at the Jets. Patriots going to lose two in a row. The Jets lose Brees Hall, but they're playing such good football right now. Picked up James Robinson from the Jaguars to replace Hall. I will take the Jets. Steelers at the Eagles, the Battle of Pennsylvania. Eagles stay undefeated. Titans at the Texans. That could actually be a pretty good game. I'll take the Titans, though. They'll just be smothering that Texans offense. Commanders at the Colts. New quarterback in Indianapolis going up against a pretty good 
commander defense. This is one of the more difficult games to pick. I guess I'll take the Colts. But if the commanders can shut down Jonathan Taylor, they could easily steal a win here. 49ers at the Rams. I think everybody's going to be picking the 49ers. Not me. Not going to happen ever. I'll take the Rams. Giants at the Seahawks. Are we really in a fight for the divisional title with the Seahawks? Potentially anyways. But we have two head-to-heads with them left, and that could decide the division. And if we end up in second place in the division, we need the Giants to take some losses. That'll help our cause. So I'm pulling for the Seahawks, actually, in this game. And then we go get them in our two games, and I think the Seahawks at home will be too much for the Giants, the way the Seahawks are playing, the way they're running the ball, defense flying to the ball. I'll take the Seahawks. Packers at the Bills. Are the Packers really missing a guy like Devontae Adams that much? Seems like it, right? That offense looks so different now. I think the Bills win that at home. And the Bengals at the Browns on a Monday night. Bengals look so good. And the Browns, you can't bet on the Browns on any weekend at this point. So I'll take the Bengals in an AFC North clash. Bengals really bouncing back nicely. Could we have a Super Bowl rematch? Still possible. So those are my Rams up straight up game picks for week eight. The big games that stand out to me that probably going to get mixed opinions on uh, divergence in picks. One would be the Broncos at the Jaguars. Another would be the Raiders at the Saints and maybe the Giants and Seahawks. Those are the three games where you're probably going to get split opinions on. But those are my Rams up straight up picks for week eight. We'll check back in next week, as always, and see how I did. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at ramsup.com. You'll find links to all of our episodes and a link to our YouTube channel. And you can also leave us a voicemail from our website. Don't forget to subscribe and give us that five-star rating. It's really appreciated. And remember... Keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.